Welcome to Cowboys, not Eggheads. Home of the brave, not home of the fearful. The world needs more cowboys and fewer eggheads. We're everywhere podcasts are found. So tell your fellow cowboys. And let's keep the conversation alive on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share. And now, Cowboys, Not Eggheads, with Sam Fisher. Today is going to be a, a great podcast. I'm excited to welcome Chad Madsen onto the podcast. I was reading the Lincoln Journal Star a couple months ago and read an article about Chad. I did not know him prior to this podcast. Chad Madsen is a wheelchair-bound, nonverbal, and only has the use of one arm photographer. Uh, he hasn't let his disability from cerebral palsy keep him from pursuing his passion for photography and starting his own business called Cam Picks Photography. Even with his physical limitations, Chad takes professional quality photos with the help of a custom-made tripod attachment for his wheelchair. As listeners have probably figured out by now, I love to share the stories of folks who have been through adversities and broken through the adversity. This is one of those cases. Uh, Because Chad is nonverbal, the way that we did this podcast is different than the way that I normally do it, and that is usually having a live conversation. So my interaction with Chad was only through email, And so I emailed him the questions, and he has a software that he's able to respond to the questions, and then it comes uh, uh, through a voice in his computer. And so that's what you will hear. But it is Chad's thoughts, and uh, it's just a great story, and it's a a great inspiration for everybody, I hope. So enjoy the podcast. Chad, how long have you lived with cerebral palsy? I've had cerebral palsy since I was three months old as a result of a hospital accident. What were your dreams as a child? As a child, I wanted to be an all-star wrestler. I'd watch WWF every Sunday, then react the matches with my wrestler figures later that day. As I grew older, I wanted to be in a heavy metal band. Then I got into horror books and I've written some short fiction. My short stories are just for fun and I am not a serious writer. I'm more focused on my photography now and promoting it in any way I am able to. Have you always been interested in photography? I have always had an artistic mind and appreciation of art in general. Before the pandemic, I enjoyed participating in First Friday Art Walks, in which several times I have showcased my own displays. I hope to get back doing more displays now since it's safer. I do have a display scheduled for me at the University of Nebraska on East Campus inside the Student Union Building, third floor. My obstacle that I've overcome have been learning most of my photography skills from watching tutorials on YouTube. I've never taken a photography class. I like to learn at my own pace. I also built my own photography website from watching tutorials. You only have use of one arm. How do you take photographs with only one arm? At the beginning of my camera journey 15 years ago, the first camera I bought was actually a mini webcam that clipped onto my laptop. Knowing very little about cameras back then, I tried the webcam for fun. I thought I was hot stuff taking still images from it. Soon afterwards, 
As my interest grew stronger, so did my passion for photography. I was determined to learn about regular cameras. One day at Barnes & Noble, my assistant and I saw that in a camera magazine for Gorilla Arms, Gorilla Arms are those mini tripods that have legs and which can be wrapped around sturdy platforms such as an armrest or a tree branch. I used that thing on the arm of my power chair so many times that it lost its tightness over time. As for my current camera adaption, we had a welder that banked, with my dad making it. We bought a regular tripod, then he just sawed off the top and made a bottom that slides into the slot where my iPad goes on my power chair. My camera is a high-end point-and-shoot that doesn't change lenses. Having control over just one arm, a camera that changes lenses would be difficult for me. That's okay though, I love my Canon SX50 as it has a 50x zoom and takes sharp photos. A huge plus with this camera or any of the PowerShot SX series is it is remote capable, instead of pushing the shutter button on top to snap, I can push the remote without even touching my camera. This is a huge benefit to me as with my cerebral palsy I sometimes shake. Since having my camera on my power chair in front of me, I am able to independently do all of the camera settings without any help. I can adjust the ISO and the aperture with my good hand. Is there a particular photograph or maybe a photographer who has inspired you? The one famous photographer I find inspiration in is Ansel Adams. In the past some people have quoted my work of being similar to his. He was a great landscape photographer, and I particularly am fond of black and white photography in general. I also enjoy watching YouTube videos on portrait challenges. They are very fun, and I learn from them. They open my mind up. I follow a photographer on YouTube named Jessica. What's unique about her videos are she usually has three or four different photographers do the same challenge. For instance, one challenge might be the model has to hold an object in the photo shoot, and each photographer has to incorporate the object without losing the portrait feel. I really enjoy them, as I get to see three different perspectives using the same theme. Do you specialize in any specific types of photographs, and why? I wouldn't classify myself with a specific subject as I shoot all kinds. However, the ones I'm most passionate about are abandoned barns, landscapes, and black and whites. If you could name what people would like people to know you for, would it be your personality, your character, or your ability as a photographer? To be honest, all the above is important. Personality goes a long ways in the field of photography, especially with selling. Character is very important on the portrait side. I've met all kinds of people and when my assistant and I are energetic toward customers, the shoot feels more like just hanging out, which makes the participants more relaxed. Also, during a session, I always ask if they themselves have some ideas of poses. The ability to shoot is also very important in trying to establish your own style. If my photos look the same as everyone else's, they'd not be unique and probably wouldn't sell often. That's why it was important to me that I learned all of the different settings on my camera instead of using the auto mode feature. I try to keep my prices reasonable for everyone, whether doing portraits or selling my scenic prints. There are a lot of people who deserve professional processed portraits, 
but their situation limits them on how much they can actually afford. I want to give them the opportunity of having high quality portraits at a reduced rate. As for my scenic prints and why I tend to keep them at the low end also, here is my philosophy. I would rather sell five of my scenic photos at reasonable prices than one photo at a high end, because to me, five new followers is better for my promotion than just one. How has your disability handicapped helped you as a man and as a photographer? It has opened a whole new world for me. I get excited after I shoot the landscapes. I can't wait to load them on my computer and see what I shot. I get excited when I sell one of my photos, especially to someone I don't know. What advice do you have for someone who wants to follow their passion? For someone who has interest in photography, they should experiment with the camera and its various settings, watch YouTube tutorials on ISO, shutter speed and aperture. There is always the auto feature on all cameras, which I never use because auto can occasionally mistake certain colors depending on the lighting. Plus if everyone just used auto, every single picture would look exactly the same. I actually enjoy learning about ISOs and the other settings. Also, newcomers shouldn't go out and buy a $1,000 SLR camera just because their neighbor has one. People actually need to do research. I will never say negative things about SLR cameras. They are great for the people who started their career using them. However, as you know, I don't use one. I use a high-end point-and-shoot because I like my independence and I don't want to depend on my assistance to change my lens. With my current point-and-shoot, I have a 50 times zoom, and it also have a slot for a regular flash, not just the pop-up one. I have used my regular flash several times and it is wonderful. With my point-and-shoot camera, I have sold many photos. I think I currently have photos in seven states. I'm not recommending for them to completely ignore the possibility of an SLRs. I'm simply saying point-and-shoots have come a long ways, and they just improve with more pixels and have increased in zoom capability. Thanks again to Chad for a great uh, podcast. I really appreciate it. If any of my listeners would like to uh, get get a hold of Chad or learn more about Chad, um, you can visit his website, and that's www.campixphoto.com. So it's C-A-M-P-I-X-photo.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.